Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook so you can be in the know with all the updates happening with the show. Remember, you can find DBE on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else podcasts are available. And to add to that, you can visit dbetravel.com and listen right from there as well. And of course, make sure to tell a friend about the show. This past weekend, Americans celebrated the 4th of July. Now, there's a few things you may not know about the 4th. For example, did you know that the use of fireworks to celebrate July 4th date back to 1777? And the oldest annual 4th of July celebration is held in Bristol, Rhode Island? While you may not have known those facts, of course, you know that on this day, all across the country, millions of hot dogs and hamburgers hit the grill, music bumps over speakers, and fireworks light up the sky. It's a holiday known for get-togethers, and it's one of the busiest times of year to travel. Of course, travel was way down last July, but what do the numbers look like this year? Did people take planes, trains, and automobiles during this July 4th like they did in years before the pandemic? On today's episode, we'll dive into the statistics to find out just how effectively travel has bounced back over this typically high travel period. Let's start with air travel. In the United States, air transportation is critical for so many different reasons. But for many Americans, it's easily the best mode of transportation to get to 4th of July gatherings that may be thousands of miles from where they live. Now, for anyone out there wondering if leisure travel has returned, airport statistics are a pretty strong indicator. Between June 30th and July 5th, over 12 million passengers made their way through TSA checkpoints in American airports. While a good handful of destinations like Nashville and Myrtle Beach exceeded air travel records, overall air travel over the 4th of July period fell just, and I mean just, short of pre-pandemic records set in 2019. And of course, we know that the 21 numbers shattered the numbers last year. While air volume in 2021 was oh so close to exceeding 2019's volume, all indicators suggest that July 4th airport numbers next year will be the highest of all time. Florida's busiest airport, Orlando International Airport, is a great place to look to find out just how many people are traveling, especially when compared to last year. Just before the holiday, Orlando International released data that suggested there will be over three times as many travelers this year surrounding the 4th of July than there were last year. In that same press release, officials predicted that between June 25th and July 7th, Orlando is expecting more than 1.5 million travelers to pass through the airport. In addition to the high number of flights we saw this past Independence Day, roughly 43 million people traveled by car to and from 4th of July gatherings. Pockets across the United States were filled with traffic, and in certain areas like the Northeast, highways broke records. Americans don't seem to be bothered by an uptick in gas prices from years past. In fact, while air travel this year fell just short of 2019's July 4th's numbers, 
Leading travel data company Arrivalist estimated that road trip activity surrounding the 4th of July in 2021 would exceed the 2019 numbers by over 3%. These strong travel numbers aren't expected to hit a wall. In fact, it looks like this summer will be a solid bounce back period for the tourism industry. Destination analysts predict that over 77% of Americans plan to travel at least once over the summer. State governments are creating programs and incentives to drive tourism to their states. A great example of this is the Tennessee on Me campaign that was recently launched, where if you book a multi-night stay in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, or Knoxville, you can receive a $250 flight voucher. Make sure to check online for the exact details, but this is a phenomenal way for visitors to explore some of Tennessee's larger cities. While domestic travel was a huge deal this past 4th of July and hopefully for the rest of summer, international travel will take a little longer to make a comeback. Just last episode, we looked at Canada and their hesitancy to let U.S. visitors in, and there's a handful of countries right now that have policies in place prohibiting foreign tourists from visiting. However, the list of countries allowing U.S. tourists is growing steadily, and the voice of international travel is growing louder. The U.S. Travel Association, a bipartisan group in Congress, and several key travel organizations are pushing to open up inbound international travel at a much larger level. I encourage you to visit ustravel.org to learn more about their blueprint to reopening international travel, and if you want to get involved, use the hashtag ReopenTravel on Twitter. The 4th of July is a day where we can show our national pride. I'm grateful for the wonderful destinations that you can discover throughout the United States. Between oceans, deserts, mountains, forests, national parks, big cities, and small towns, the U.S. is full of places to explore. While the 4th in 2020 saw far less travelers, I'm very encouraged by the travel data that's coming out about domestic travel this past 4th. While we may be waiting to scratch our international travel itch, In the meantime, we can get involved with the U.S. Travel Association's push to open international travel, and we can most certainly do our part in traveling to unique destinations all over our great country. A big DBE thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you had a great 4th of July this year. Did you do any fun traveling over the 4th? I want to hear about it. Email me at dbetravel1 at gmail.com and tell me about your travel experience. Make sure to visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. And remember, no matter where you're listening, hit that subscribe or follow button. A couple more ways to support the show, you can give Destinations Beyond Expectations a follow on social media. And of course, recommend this podcast to someone you know who loves learning about travel. That's all I've got. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.